If we must die, let it not be like hogs, hunted and penned in an inglorious spot, while round us bark the mad and hungry dogs, making their mock at our accursed lot. If we must die, oh let us nobly die, so that our precious blood may not be shed. In vain then even the monsters we defy shall be constrained to honor us though dead. O kinsmen, we must meet the common foe, and though far outnumbered, let us show us brave, and for their thousand blows deal one death blow. What though before us lies the open grave, like men will face the murderous, cowardly pack, pressed to the wall, dying, but fighting back. If we must die, Claude McKay. Sorry that it's been a while since our last broadcast. We're a little bit late with this one. It's hard to keep track of time in here. We we messed up our tally marks. But uh, we just wanted to let you know we're still here, we're okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Well, besides though, we're still trapped in the arcade. Yeah, just waiting. But uh, we, we did play another game that we're going to talk about. Yeah. We played through Resident Evil 5. And uh, before we talk about it, we actually have to uh, make a disclosure for the first time. Because uh, actually, Cousin works at uh, Capcom. But I do want to say that my cousin was not working at Capcom during the development of this game. Right, he would have joined, I think, actually pretty soon after. I believe this so. Game. Would have released, you know, so they would have been working on it before, right. before then. Yeah. Yeah, so really, really very loose connection here, but still, something that we should, that we should disclose if we're going to talk about it, just in all fairness. But I didn't like this game, so. Didn't sway my opinion, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't think it's really um, affecting our view on the game, but just f for all fairness to let people know um, that technically we do have a loose relation to the Resident Evil franchise in that way, um, so just for full disclosure. Resident Evil 5 was released by Capcom in 2009, and it sort of marks an era of a shift from survival horror to action horror that a lot of games saw, uh, and that definitely 
that definitely fits Resident Evil 5. It is very much an action game more than anything else. Not really a game for me. No, you don't, you don't care much for action games. But Resident Evil 5 kind of follows in the footsteps of Resident Evil 4, which took the series for the first time in a more action-y shooter direction. Um, and was hugely successful, um, a game that I personally love, actually. Uh, and Resident Evil 5 was kind of trying to follow up that success, um, I think with pretty mixed results. Um, for one thing, the game's announcement was uh, initially met with huge backlash. So I don't know if this is something that you were aware of, but um, when they first announced it, um, released the first trailer for it, there were a lot of calls of uh, racism. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that's that's fair. Um, because the game is set in Africa, and basically the first trailer is all just Chris Redfield, who is a big, muscly white American man, going around and just killing black African men who are acting like savages. And it's uh, the the tropes that play, the imagery. Um, does come across as, as extremely racist in that trailer, and so you can understand um, people's reaction to that. Now, ultimately, the game still released. People felt that subsequent trailers were less racially charged, where now they saw, okay, the game actually has a more diverse cast. You have a second character who is black, who is African, and you know, it still was controversial, but ultimately it seems like after the game released, um, there wasn't as much surrounding it. But I'm curious, you know, from what you saw of this game, how you feel about sort of the controversy that has uh, surrounded it. Now, obviously, to caveat that, we're not experts on racism, we're not sociologists, and we're both white. So obviously this discussion this isn't going to be the definitive discussion on whether or not Resident Evil 5 is racist, but I'm just curious of, from what you saw of the game, um, what your thoughts are on that. Um, definitely that was part of my first impression of this game. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the, they don't show the, the bad guys who are all possessed African men as people who were prior to the possession by bugs or whatever as particularly sophisticated people I would say they're all just kind of like working on oil rigs and or you know they're they seem like very like you only see people yeah not doing sophisticated things um and the, a lot of times they'll like not be wearing that much like they'll just be wearing shorts they're not wearing a shirt i don't know they're just shown only as one specific type of person as opposed to um all the different types of people who live in africa at all different types of socioeconomic status um who have you know certainly lots of doctors lots of you know different people in the African country this takes place in it's a it's a made-up country is that right I believe so it takes place in a West African country I don't 
they I just, just say in that the, they wouldn't to a real country. I don't believe it is. Okay. Uh, it's in the game. It's the Kajuju Autonomous Zone is the region you're in, and it's in West Africa. And I know I don't think that, that it, that's an actual place or that they're representing a real culture. But yeah, I agree that it's a major problem that they could have skirted so much of the problematic nature of it if they had just first shown these people as being, you know, an intelligent, diverse um, group of individuals prior to having the parasites take over their minds, you know, and show it as, oh no, these, this, these, this was a great community of people that was then taken over by this bioweapon, but instead the game never does that, because by the time you get there, they're all already infected, and so they are acting, you know, in this way where they're not acting very intelligent, they're acting very violently and savagely, and uh, I, I think that that's just really unfortunate, because it never, the game never made an attempt to really humanize them in, in any way. Mm -hmm. um, and if it well, would have just done that first, then it wouldn't have made that terrible first impression. Um. I guess, though, the idea is that you're going to be shooting all of them, so do you want them? That's the thing that I think is weird, that a lot of um, games where you're shooting human-y things, they're typically, like, zombies or... Cyborgs or Nazis yeah, or, you know... things that it's easy for minds to be like, yes, that's okay. a negative. And so they want you to be like, ah, yes it's totally fine to also kill these men who are living in shacks in Africa, in West Africa. Yeah. And it's not great. It's bad. I, I would say, you know, I think based on the plot they wrote and, and what they did here, I don't think that they, they set out to make a racist game. I don't think there was racist intent, but I think that they... Unfortunately, no one on the development staff made the realization that we are playing with dangerous tropes here. You know, they wanted to go and like, okay, we want to make these people scary and creepy and people that you're afraid of and want to shoot. The problem is when you're doing that in a scenario where all those people are African and you're a white American military guy, you have set up a no-win scenario for yourself, where if you're taking African men and you want to depict them in a way that is scary and creepy, that's something that are, that's an existing trope that has existed throughout mm -hmm. history and is racist and harmful and has been used to do harm, you know? It's, yeah, I mean, it's beyond a trope. It's actual world history of white people coming in and killing people in Africa. But, but I mean specifically the way in which they are depicted with, like, they're just, like, you know, acting um, crazy and screaming and have these big bulging eyes. And I mean, it just, it's, there's no way not to view the imagery as problematic. For Because sure. it just, it is. It is, yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's the pro like, I don't think that these Japanese developers were like, oh, we want to make an anti-African game. That's not what they were trying to do. They were just like, well, we want to set the game in Africa. And actually, I've read about, like, the reason they wanted to do that was because 
this was a game that kind of tied into a lot of the previous games. Their whole thing was like, the virus that this whole series has been about, we want to make it so that the progenitor virus actually started in Africa, just like how humans all started in Africa, because this is going to explain the origin story of the whole series. And so you're like, okay, understand how you got there, that made sense. But then, again, you find yourself in the point where you're like, okay, so then who's there? Well, a lot of black Africans, and now we have to make them scary and creepy and savage, and at some point you had to realize, like, you're really playing with fire with what you're trying to do, and there's no way you can do it and not be problematic. Well, I mean, I think, again, like I was saying, that they, you know, they didn't really give these these characters any substance, you know, when they think they're like, okay, well, so who are going to be the people infected? Okay, African men. And it's like, okay, what are African men doing? Like, well, mostly just kind of laying around shirtless. Well, and and that's like, where the problem is. In the first five minutes, you see them beating someone in a sack. I mean, it just is like... As opposed to like, oh, they're people living their lives. Or literally kidnapping a white woman. It's just... It's rough, the imagery that it plays with. And it even does stuff like, you know, they... I think they were aware of this to some degree and did stuff to try and deal with it. Like, the second protagonist in the game, uh, Sheva Alomar, is West African. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, that makes sense. Is you wanted to be like, no, like, you know, she's in this fight too. And, and she does talk about, like, these are my people too, and I need, like you know, we need to stop this situation and my people are dying because of these corporations and stuff and that's all good. But it's just like the fact that they chose to make her so light-skinned and have such Caucasian features, mm -hmm. even though she's supposed to be from the exact same region as all these people who are extremely dark-skinned, have, you know, very traditionally African f features, it, it just comes across as they're just like, well, light skin is good and dark skin is bad you know mm -hmm. it just is things like there were clearly unconscious choices made by designers and artists that are problematic that are racist you know I, I I'm not gonna put judgment on them and say oh that was their intent but but it comes from a place of their it comes from a place of ignorance I think um yeah and racism yeah uh, yeah I mean it's there are racist aspects to this game now, I think that there's also good aspects to it. I think there's also aspects to it where they tried to do good things. You know, they, the story itself does actually have an anti-colonialist message. The whole point is they're saying, like, when new weapons are developed, when um, power changes hands, when things like this happen, it's the areas of the world that have been traditionally marginalized that c continue to suffer the most. You know, the game goes into the fact that it's like these corporations are testing their weapons on African people and um, are really just a proxy for the government who's really interested in these weapons. But the government can just let the corporations do this in another country and then not take ownership over it. And you're like, oh, that's really interesting. They're actually trying to, you know, talk about the military industrial complex and the immorality of corporations and, you know, the racism that's often inherent in the capitalist system and all these things. But of course, you know, the narrative in this game isn't great. And so they, they can't do that good a job of it. And you're just like, you can see how it's like with better writers, with people who are more aware of the potential pitfalls, 
that you could have had a really resonant story about racism and colonialism and all these things because certainly I don't think there would be anything wrong with a horror story about those things. Mm -hmm. I think that horror is inherently, when it's done well, cathartic and can tackle big issues. I mean, we saw with uh, the previous game, Silent Hill 2, that it's talking about suicide and depression and losing loved ones and murder and you know it's it's taking deep dives into really heavy topics and it does a good job so it's not like video games are incapable of covering heavy topics like you could have a game about the horrors of colonialism and do a much better job at it i think that they would have had to had made it so that way you weren't killing african men like like, there could still be a virus there. Like, maybe these people could have transformed way past, you know, they looked extremely human. They looked like their human selves, typically. And so I feel like they just, they couldn't have done that and still had um, a white guy shooting a whole town of black men. Yeah. In the name of the greater good. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked plenty about the problematic aspects of the game um, and how we feel about them, so I think we can move on to some of the game's other aspects. I guess more broadly, its story, I feel like you were a little tuned out with this game, so I don't know how much you have to say about uh, its story. Um, I think, to be honest with you, like, I probably missed the minor details, like, the details of it. Right. Um, but I think I got the overarching story, and I watched 15% of this game. Yeah. So. I mean, Resident Evil's strong suit has definitely never been its story. It's still the case here. You know, I don't think the, that the way its story is told is necessarily bad, but it is just like, it's melodramatic, and has a poor understanding of science, and, um... The thing that they try and do here is they really try and like tie up a lot of the plot lines of the previous games, and so you need sort of an understanding of the previous games for it to make any sense, um, which is not ideal. And I find it interesting as somebody who does like the dumb tropey stories of Resident Evil games, but it's definitely not a strong suit of the game here. Um, you know, it's still just it's kind of it's kind of dumb. It's kind of like a a dumb big budget action movie. Mm, yeah. I just, you know, we did play Resident Evil 1, the first one. Is that true? Yeah, we played the remake of the original game. Um, and that seemed fairly important to the plot, that game. To the plot of this game? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely connects back to the first game a lot. So, with that knowledge, um, they just kind of strung along the whole time that... Jill is dead. Also, there's this mysterious masked person. Who could that Who be? Who could that be? Oh, they're they're female and interesting. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. This masked person. Who could it be? When we keep flashing back to Jill. So mm -hmm. strange. to say. Yeah, it's not exactly nuanced or unpredictable. Yeah. I would say. 
and also I, I guess like what I liked about you know if you go back to the original Resident Evil which doesn't have a great plot but you know what was interesting about it is we were kind of you kind of are figuring it out as you go along by a mix of environmental storytelling and finding notes that you read through and stuff and the plots kind of told you that way um for the most part and then there's like cutscenes with bad dialogue but here it's like it's almost all the cutscenes with bad dialogue telling it to you I think that relates to the fact that um all of this game's design decisions were made around co-op play you know that's why there's the two protagonists and you, you know if you play single player you have an AI partner with you because the game really wants you to actually be playing multiplayer and have someone else in control of that player which means they don't want you to do a lot of you're not going to be sitting there reading a bunch of in-depth files and things like that in the game. And so a lot of changes have been made uh, in favor of that co-op gameplay, including there's a lot of supplementary material that just got moved to when you're not playing. So now it's in between missions or whenever you die that you're doing buying and selling and inventory management. Um, all saving is just auto-saving now. You're, you have these in-depth files you can read from the menu screen, but not from in-game. And so it's like everything besides just the action gameplay has been pushed outside of the game because that's not actually very fun if you're doing co-op. You wouldn't want to just be sitting there reading together. And so it kind of pushes all that outside of the game. And it makes for a game that's not very cohesive and that's not very immersive. And it's really too bad. And, you know, and it removes a lot of the things that were so iconic about Resident Evil, like, there's no typewriters here, there's no item boxes, mm -hmm. there's all these things that you're just used to as being in a Resident Evil game that are just totally absent. Were there red and green herbs? There were red and green herbs. So, you know, you have that. <laughs> I did still have some of the basic things of, like, yeah, there's item management, and there's red and green herbs, and you, there's a grenade launcher, and there are some basics there, but it just, like, removes so many of the series conventions to focus on the co-op gameplay, which we couldn't even do together, because you have to be online, so you would need two copies of the game, two machines running it, and so that's, that's too bad. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, I think a lot of where people will come down on the gameplay of this, it depends on expectations. Because if you're expecting a survival horror game, it's just not that. How was the horror aspect of this game for you? It was non-existent. You, sometimes you said you were scared. So there's a few places in the game where I think it attempts to do horror. And when it does, I think it is actually very successful. So like there's one point in the game where you're going through underground caverns. And so it's pitch black. The only source of light is a lantern. But that means one of the characters has to be holding the lantern and not shooting. And you never know when you're going to turn a corner and all of a sudden there are some people there who are trying to get at you. Um, and that, that was very effective. There's occasional things like that where when the game actually tried to do real horror, where it was putting you somewhere dark and confined and scary, it was actually scary. And I was like, oh, this actually feels pretty good. But there's just so few and far between. So much of the game is spent outside in bright light and wide mm, open spaces. And so the game, it's very often tense. Like, you're often worried about the fact that you're about to die <laughs> and you need to be running and you need to be shooting and on top of your game to stay alive. And so it's tense, but it's not really scary. 
-hmm. and there's only a few places in the game when it's truly scary. It seemed like some of the enemies were scary, like the chainsaw guy. Yeah, I mean, I, it's almost like more intimidating than scary. It's not scary in the way that it's like the xenomorph in Alien is scary, mm -hmm. or you don't get goosebumps. You know, a slasher in a film is scary. They're no, yeah, you're not like viscerally afraid of them in the same way. It's more just like, oh no, I know that guy is really tough and he's gonna get me and now I gotta deal with him. You know, all that said, I do enjoy the gameplay of this. I liked Resident Evil 4. This is basically the same kind of gameplay. It's a good action game. You know what I like about it is that it does what you want a good action game to do, which is that you actually have to think about everything you're doing. It's not just pure mastery of like aiming and shooting. It's, you know, ammunition is limited, inventory space is limited, and so you're thinking about every single thing you're doing. Every bullet in the game feels valuable. Mm -hmm. It feels like every single one matters, and you never want to waste one, and when you pull off a good maneuver, you feel good about it. It's, it's a game that the action requires constant decision making, and that makes for a really satisfying experience, I found. Um, so if you're going in expecting a fun co-op action game with, you know, sort of this horror veneer... And I, you're okay with a little racism. <laughs> yeah. If you're willing to deal with the problematic elements, which I would not blame you if you're not. But if that's your expectation of the game, then I think you would really enjoy it. But yeah, if you're going in expecting a survival horror experience, I mean, you're going to be completely disappointed because there's, you know, in the about 12 hours of length this game has, I would say less than two hours of it are genuinely scary. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the places where it actually does do the horror and I thought um, was good was uh, one of the DLCs for it called Lost in Nightmares, which is a throwback to the original Resident Evil where you play as Chris and Jill going into a mansion. And um, that whole DLC chapter I thought was fantastic because it's it feels like a direct sequel to the original Resident Evil. Um, you're going through a spooky mansion and there's, there's traps and you're finding weird keys and you're putting little emblems into slots to unlock doors and slowly unraveling what's going on here and the few enemies you do encounter are so much more powerful than you and terrifying we're in these tight corridors and you can't get away and you're you know if they get to you they can kill you really fast and they're scary and it was like it was great to play that but also just showed me like oh that's what this game could have been. Mm -hmm. Now I'm so disappointed. Because if it had been 12 hours of that style of gameplay, where, yes, it's more modern in, in terms of the perspective of being the over-the-shoulder, um, modern controls, and, and very tight, action-y controls, but designed with horror in mind and designed to build that type of tension and scares, it, it could have been amazing. You know, It could have been one of the best Resident Evil games. But that just wasn't what they were trying to do with this game. Mm -hmm. So at least we got that one really cool um, DLC mission. But I just wish the rest of the game had played like that. Do you have theories about why, why they were they trying to get away from horror? You know, why did they steer so far away from what had made this a known franchise? I I mean I think they're just chasing the money. Mm -hmm. uh, you know I think that. 
Resident Evil 4 had sold so much better than its predecessors that they thought, okay, this is the direction. Then we just we just amp up the the action more and we keep going in that direction and other co-op games at the time had been really successful and so I think that they were just they wanted to try that um, and to their credit this game sold extremely well it's you know this is one of the least liked Resident Evil games among fans and and I think among quite a few critics but that doesn't mean it didn't make boatloads of money mm -hmm. so I mean from the perspective of them running a business it's understandable yeah too bad well I guess I mean like you said it's just it's a different game it's not it's not a horror game I don't recommend playing this around Halloween to get spooked it's just it's a different type of game yeah and again and if again you, if you want an action game it is a good action game just yeah. be ready for some imagery that might be uncomfortable and not in a ooh, this is scary and disturbing but more just like whoa that seems very racist yeah to me it doesn't seem like it's worth putting up with the problems it's not like a classic it's not like oh it's you want to watch breakfast at tiffany's but there's a white guy dressed up as an asian you know someone doing yellow face but you're like oh but it's a classic and it's in a different time like that's not the case here it's, it's yeah. 2009 and it's not it's not the best game ever you know it's i think there's a reason this one has been like largely lost in time in the conversation it's not getting people to talk about too much because it's just like it has this controversy around it and you know it's a competent action game it's not a good horror game and unless you were playing it co-op you probably didn't have the best experience it's just like it's all these decisions that everybody kind of just like doesn't seem to care about or talk about this game as much as the other Resident Evil titles in my experience. That's probably fine. So you know we could we could spend time talking about the game's uh, visual aesthetics and sound design and stuff but I don't know that there's really anything that interesting to say there because you know it's a big triple a production and so everything feels very safe you know the graphics go for photorealism mm -hmm. they look good for the time mm -hmm. um the music doesn't like stick with you or stand out in a bad way necessarily no it's just kind of there everything sounds the way that you would expect it to like there's not really anything that's stylistic about the game's designer aesthetics they're just sort of there it's very desaturated in color mm -hmm. um i just the only style choice that stands out to me is that the female soldier has bangs that are like eye length bangs and so they're in her eyes all the time and it's literally the worst soldier haircut <laughs> bad move and that wouldn't happen in real life. Your bangs would either be shorter or longer. Yeah. That's all. Chris Redfield is also the beefiest beefcake <laughs> who has ever hit the gym. I mean, just like, it's so funny because he doesn't look like that at all in previous games. He just, between uh, whatever the last Resident Evil he was in and Resident Evil 5, 
it he just got huge. You know, he just it looks ridiculous. It's the um the grief of losing Jill. Yeah. He just like turned that into Took it to the gym. Took it to the gym. <laughs> but just every curl, this is for you. <laughs> Little did he know he got he got jacked for no reason. Still alive. Oh, one thing I, I do think is funny about the sound design, that goes back to what I was saying before, that everything in the game is designed for co-op, is the characters just shout all the time. Constantly shouting. Because it's for the, your co-op partner to hear and know what you're doing. So every time you reload your gun, even if there's no one around, you're not doing anything, you're not in a tense moment, you're just like sort of doing the inventory management thing of like making sure all your guns are loaded, your character shouts, reloading at the top of their lungs because that's just how it's set up for co-op and, and things like that where you're just like, every time you, you so dumb. trade, you know, um, give me an herb. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that a lot. Take this. Um, and it just like can be a calm moment. And you're like, oh, I want to redistribute my resources. Just, Take this. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Yeah. Take it. So I think that covers it pretty well. I mean, basically, the the game does try to have these themes of you know being anti-colonialist and tackling the military-industrial complex and how governments use corporations as a veil to harm other countries um, and get away with things and um, the game just it, it's just muddled because while it tries to, to do that stuff it's not a good storyteller and then it's mixing that with all of these really old you know dark continent tropes and this this view of Africa and its people that is just bad and racist. It's such a mixed bag and it feels so compromised. Yeah, it's true. So why don't we just move on to our overall impressions then. Um, so yeah, I mean I feel like I already know your answer, but if you find yourself trapped in an arcade with, you know, just a small handful of quarters and you come across this game, are you putting your quarters in it? No. <laughs> No, I would save my quarters. Um, I'd rather entertain myself with my quarters by just stacking them into towers than to use them for this game. I'd find that a better use of my quarters, just piling them on top of each other and knocking them down. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd be willing to give it a quarter or two still. I, I think this game is deeply compromised, but I think that I'm just a sucker for its gameplay. It just is, it's still, despite a lot of problems in design, I think it's still a really fun game. I think it gets better as it goes on. I think the game makes a poor first impression. I think both story-wise and gameplay-wise, it gets better as it goes on. It's still not great. It's not the best Resident Evil game. It's not the best action game. It's certainly not the best horror game. But I have to say, I did still find playing it very fun. Its core gameplay loop is still solid. I wish it was, I wish there's so much about this game that was different, but I cannot say that I hated playing this game. You're like the person who's like, oh, you'll love this show after you watch the first three seasons. It gets, it gets decent. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, not quite. It's more like, 
Alright, you're not gonna love this show. It has some really good episodes though, but it's also sort of problematic. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> that's more how I'm approaching this. I see. Like, I, I see the good in it. There's a lot of things I like about it, but there's also a lot of bad elements to it. So it's just like, it's just a mixed bag. As somebody who's a, a fan of this franchise, I found it worth playing, but it's just like, it's probably not the best action game from 2009, and it's also not a good horror game. So it's like, there's a lot of games that I would suggest you play before getting to this one. So, you know, if you find that you still have quarters left after you played the other games you want to, sure, you can put those quarters in there. But, you know, you'll probably end up using them on other better games first. Just instead throw your quarters against the wall. Just bounce them on the ground. It'll be more fun. That's what I say. Oh, I guess one other thing that I should have mentioned is um, maybe part of the reason that uh, Resident Evil 5 gets left out of the conversation so much is that people hated Resident Evil 6 more. So I guess it has that going for it. <laughs> that when you're not, when your brother messes up more than you and you're like, yes. Yeah. So it's not great, but I think a lot of people view it as well. At least it's not Resident Evil 6. So it, it really is just sort of like the forgotten one of the franchise. Just like, no, nobody wants to really go back to this one. Mm -hmm. But we did. And... <laughs> Mixed results. And yeah. So that's Resident Evil 5. Uh, but next time on our next broadcast, which you hopefully won't have to wait as long for, we'll us talking about Among the Sleep. Oh, that sounds like more fun than this was. <laughs> uh, so please uh, tune in for that. If you want to get a hold of me, check up on us. Uh, you can follow me at Jeremy underscore Whitson. Um, I also want to thank Fia Gloss, who uh, did our opening reading and uh, the sound design of our broadcast. Um, he makes his own horror games uh, that are a lot of fun that you can play at fiagloss.itch.io and that's F-I-A-G-L-A-S. But until next time, leave the arcade before it closes.